Hi everyone, this is Jen Kesnick and you're listening to You Be You and I'll Be Me. And today I have on my oldest daughter, Beth Kesnick. Hello, Beth. Bonjour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for coming on. Uh, it's day... One million. <laughs> day one million. You hung in tough there for a long time with dad and I. Solid two months. Yeah, solid two months with the three roomies. Mm-hmm. Three best friends. <laughs> And it's funny, you know, you wanted to get out of the city. Mark wanted to get out of the city. Um, last time we checked in was the podcast with you, Mark, and Chrissy. And after about a week, Mark tapped out and called his uncle and asked if he could go to his house that was unoccupied um, since it's the off-season out here. And he's been there ever since. And But you hung tough. I hung tough, you know. Me, you, and Dad, just how it should be. (laughs) No, it was good. And, uh, you know, I don't really cook. Yes, so you had meals provided. So I was getting fed. (laughs) Thank God. Um, And and just for that first few, like, obviously the weather in the Northeast um, was horrible for the first six weeks at least. And that would have been super depressing to be by yourself in the city in your apartment. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine all the people that stay in small apartments. I mean, I think the mental health repercussions of this is, like, huge. Yeah, and that's something that we wanted to talk about because, of course, flatten the curve and stay in place and, you know, do everything we all can collectively to help each other out by not spreading this, but the ramifications of the other side of it, you know, the PTSD that people are going to have from isolating. I mean, yeah. In prison, isolation is your punishment. Right. So you, even if you're in prison, you'd rather be around the The inmate, the gen pop (laughs) than be all alone. Yeah. So this is a really weird kind of obviously unprecedented times, as they say. Um, but, you know, what do you think? Like, I mean, I feel bad for everyone who's single or solo living alone right now. Because I think, like, in bad times, we, I mean, look at 9-11, we would go to bars or gather together and, like, all want to be together. And yeah. I think we're just such social beings that we need to see other humans and be like this is fucked up yeah (laughs) I mean even like for dad and I obviously like in the winter time we live on the east end of Long Island it's um you know a resort place uh and so we kind of always are sequestered for the last couple of months you're like my life didn't change yeah my life didn't change (laughs) I usually just see dad it was (laughs) nice for me to have you around. (laughs) Um, But even so, like when we did go, you know, social distance in a backyard with a few friends to like just hang out and have a few laughs, like it definitely lifts you up. Makes you feel so much better. I mean, we just playing golf the other day and, you know, getting out, getting active and then seeing friends that you haven't seen. Yeah like a game changer yeah it really is it's just like oops sorry um you just need like kind of bright spots in between to make it be like palatable yeah because I think it's really easy right now to be like this is dark yeah (laughs) and you can spiral and even social media sometimes if you're watching too much news or watching too much social media I work in that industry and I'm like Yeah, you don't want to be listening to that all day. Right. And I try and keep my social media, like, super positive. Yes. It's either inspirational or funny. I'm self-deprecating. You know, like, I make fun of me and dad and whatever. Um, Dad, your muse. (laughs) My muse. My Instagram (laughs) muse. Who secretly loves it. Um, No, but look how many people glommed onto the post the other day when you were like, let's start a drinking game. It's called... (laughs) Drink every time someone says, who the hell knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who the hell knows? Because that's nobody knows shit about fuck, as yeah. we learned from Ozark. Um, and someone, you know, after Mother's Day, 
um, commented, you know, I posted that we'd all been staying in place and that was the first time we were all together, which was awesome. I had a great day. It After was so eight nice. weeks. Yeah. It was so much fun to all be together because we do have a great time together. Um, and you are all my favorite people to be around. And so funny. Everybody's funny, which, thank God. Um, but someone commented, you're very fortunate. And I am, of course, very fortunate. But I don't post that to say, like, look at me, look at my life. I, mm-hmm. I post things like that because I wasn't very fortunate growing up. And you parent the way you always wanted to be parented. So when you guys all have children, you'll do it different than I did, you know, because you'll do it the way you wish that I did it. And I did it the way I wished I was raised. And it's not easy. It's It was really hard work. But the second you were born, I made it my mission to be like the best mom I could be. You know, I wanted to have a nice family and a nice home and be involved and, you know, just do everything I could to make sure, and dad too, to make sure that you guys had not easy because we weren't pushover easy parents. We were strict and, you know, (laughs) not nice sometimes and (laughs) everything else. But I, I don't feel like I wasn't there to gain a popularity contest. I was there to make sure that we raised successful. the right thing. Yeah, successful human beings. Yeah. Um, And I think that we did that. I agree. I think you guys were and are awesome parents, and I'm lucky, and Mark, Mary Jane, and Kelly feel the same, that we had the upbringing we did. And uh, obviously all four of us are so different in our own ways. Yeah, like I said, we raised the breakfast club. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's, like, so cool because you raised individuals who can be who they are. Right. And that's the thing. Even if it doesn't, you know, like, um, Kelly's the hippie. Yeah. And even when you everyone's all together and you guys, like, roll your eyes. And so, but she really feels that. That's who she is. Yeah. And so we can't go back to just like you are who you are and Mark and Mary Jane are who they are. We can't go back to the roles that you played. And I'm Tracy Flick. Right. (laughs) Everything's perfect. We can't go back to the roles that you played growing up in the house together. You have to let people evolve and be who they are. And as difficult as it is sometimes, um, just to accept the fact that, you know, everyone has their personality and and their quirks. and Yeah, and I think uh, the accepting part is what's key because, like... Now we all, of course, love Kelly. We always have, but, like, we know that that's what she's into. She's an artist. She goes to SCAD. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just her style. And she's super cool. And And she's super cool. And she does. And the bottom line, too, is that everyone has a really good heart. Yes. You know, that's the underlying common denominator is that everyone's a good person who would help anyone who needed help. Yeah. And that's. All four of us have each other's backs. And would do anything, would do the right thing in a, any situation, you know? Yeah. And everyone um, sees the big picture yes. most of the time. We are big picture people. Yeah. Like, well, why am I bothering with this? This doesn't yeah. matter. No. And yeah, exactly. And you just put something, uh, you know, kind of skipping around here, but you really have to kind of just realize what's important and what's not important, what's worth getting worked up over and what really isn't. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's, you guys have that on lock. Yeah, and I think for like even people who listen who have are raising kids or have very different kids or very different siblings or whatever it is, like... Matt, shut up. (laughs) Uh, You know, just accepting people and doing the right thing and being a good person is like what it comes down to. Yeah. Letting everybody be who they are. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I also wanted to talk about this book, um, by Stephen Pressfield, the war of art, break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles. Um, I've listened to it on tape. I probably 
tape, whatever, audiobook. Um, I probably have listened to it once a year for the last five years. Um, and then I just got the hard copy book, too. And it's just, uh, as, as this Esquire quote on the cover says, a vital gem, a kick in the ass. Because everyone right now is either stuck in place or... Um, you know, not working or working remotely or, you know, like just everything is different now. But this is a great book for anyone um, to read or to listen to because it just is so motivating. We listened to it in the car for a little while when I drove you back. Yeah. Um, And just tells you to, It one of his quotes is, get your ass where you want to be. Like, so if you want to take a class online, mm-hmm. sit in the chair and sign up for the class. If you want to write a book or write a blog or whatever, you have to actually just do the work. And that's the mm-hmm. hardest part. You know, everyone can have a million ideas of things that they want to do and, but you have to actually do it. Yeah. You know, everyone can be a chef if they want to do that. Like yeah. you can do anything. I saw a funny meme actually because of the lockdown. I saw tryouts for Top Chef and it was like a huge line of people. <laughs> it was like, now everyone thinks they're a chef. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone can be whatever. You yeah. Know? It's like no one person's better than any other person. And if you work hard at it, it's all about putting in the work. Like putting in the work. That like Malcolm even... Gladwell, like 10,000 hours or whatever he says it takes. Like, yeah. I mean, dad's going to put a. Um a putting green in the backyard because that's what he does. Um, he installs um, putting greens, bocce courts, pickleball, like all that stuff. So here at our house, why we don't have one already, I have no idea, but it's like the cobbler whose kids go with no shoes. So can we get one of those? <laughs> so he's going to put one in and we are going to chip and putt all summer long mm-hmm. until we are freaking experts. Scratch. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But that's just the thing. Like, you can't go to the gym for one day and... Check for abs. Yeah. (laughs) Sandy Lyle. Yeah. (laughs) Leg lift, leg lift. Totally (laughs) worked. Five crunches, check for abs. (laughs) Stand sideways in the mirror. Yep. Got it. I know. It takes work. Everything does. Everything does. But that's what life is about. Yeah. It's not about the things that come easy because that isn't anything you learn from. It's not anything worthwhile. The things that you learn from and the things that are worthwhile are hard. Yeah. Nothing. What's the quote you always say? Nothing worthwhile comes easy. Yeah. And it's true. And I said that on my quote one time, or my uh, post recently, you know, all on Mother's Day. I was like, if you're... If it's difficult, you're doing it correctly. Yeah. Because it's it shouldn't be easy. You shouldn't no. be handing an iPad and an ice cream and turning the TV on and being like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's just ignoring. Right. Totally. I actually, I was, because I we have this time, I was doing a master class that you gave me mm-hmm. as a gift. And I did the Ken Burns documentary one. And it, one of his lines in it is like, just get in the deep end. He's like, just start interviewing who you want to interview. Like, start writing it, start doing it, and it comes together. Yeah. And that's the truth. Like, say yes before you're ready. Yeah. Because that's the only way you'll push yourself to do something that you're capable of. Yeah. And this is a great time um, to figure out okay, maybe this job that you've had all this time isn't even viable anymore. Yeah. So what else can you do? You know, pivot, think on your feet and figure it out. And maybe it'll be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. Well, back to the book, The War of Art. What is Stephen Pressfield? What's his background again? He is a screenwriter and an author. Um, he wrote like Legend of Bagger Vance and a bunch of um, great stories. And his whole thing is his structure is basically um, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. Journey. 
which starts out as, you know, resistance or it starts out, you're living your regular life. Like we all were before this happened. Mm -hmm. And then you meet with the problem, which is COVID in, in this case, and you are met with resistance or you have resistance towards this. Like, I don't want to do this. I'm resisting the situation. This isn't comfortable or easy. Mm -hmm. No. And then you meet your mentors and that's seeking out people who will help you through this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's the battle, um, where you take everything you've learned and go through the battle. And then it's the hero's journey home victorious and it's a formula that every great um, movie or story is ever based on. You know, it's Harry Potter. Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones. It's Which I just watched in quarantine. Yeah. All eight seasons. <laughs> <laughs> no judging. Like a little light <laughs> binging on Game of Thrones. Um, I can't believe you never got into it before now. I know. I just... You know, it came to me at the right time. You resisted. I resisted. <laughs> and they, he says, like, resistance, you you are the, the knight, mm-hmm. and resistance is the dragon, and you have to slay resistance. Because everyone feels resistance with what they are afraid to do. Because there's you, and then there's that underlying you that could be fucking awesome mm-hmm. if you weren't afraid to go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone resists and stays comfortable because why would I be uncomfortable? That's not fun. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, from all my experience and all the different things that I do, one of the greatest, um, words of advice that a yoga mentor said to me a long time ago was, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And as soon as you are in that place where you are totally fine with whatever happens because, you know, life comes at you and you're dodging and weaving, you know, boulders. Mm -hmm. And if you are brave enough to, you know, seek that out, then your life could be amazing. Yeah. And if you want to stay complicit and comfortable, that's fine. But you're not going to be amazing. Yeah. I read a quote recently when I went back to the city. I was just like reading through some of the books I had. And uh, it was like every setback is an opportunity for a comeback. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yeah, this COVID time is such a setback in so many ways. And it's the great pause or whatever everyone's calling it. Mm -hmm. But like. It could be like the arrow that like pulls you back, but then it springs you forward. Right. So. Well, that's what we're going to have to make it be. Yeah. You know, oh my God, Max. <laughs> um, that's what, that's your choice. Yeah. You know, and as human beings, we are resilient um, if we choose to be. Yeah. So in any case, like anytime anything happens in life, I now know um, at 50 years old, I now know, okay, this is an opportunity to see where this road forks and where it's going to take us. Mm -hmm. So I don't get devastated or upset or anything. I mean, I'm human. So of course, if there's a setback or, you know, bad news or whatever, I'll feel it. But I also understand now that it's an opportunity to move in a different direction of probably where you're meant to go. Right. So. I agree with that. Yeah. And you knew that 20 years before I did. So yeah, that's good stuff. We're I'm on the 50 year plan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting all my wisdom at Age 30. Well, you never stop. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, it never stops. And that's like the people that say, well, I just am who I am and that's the way it is. And this is who I am. And that's it. Yeah. Like, no, we're ever a change, changing and evolving and growing. And, yeah. um, you know, Kelly wrote me the most beautiful, uh, mother's day card that had to do with all of that and how, you know, her perspective 
has changed so much from when she was a kid to now and mm-hmm. uh, how much she appreciates the fact that I've always maintained, like, everything changes all the time. Yeah. We're always changing. We're always growing. We're always learning. We never stop. Yeah. If you allow it. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I got into media a little bit too because that's one industry that's like constantly changing yeah like every six months there's a new platform there's a new way to consume or new way to engage with people and like I didn't and of course like if you're in the medical field things evolve and lawyers whatever but like well, I now everyone is is forced to evolve fast. yeah yeah but yeah for sure like the NBC or not NBC I don't mean to you know select NBC but like the network morning shows. Yes. Like, only old ladies still watch that. Yeah. I mean, I worked at it. And yeah. I'm like... Good morning, America. GMA, shout out. And it was such a great experience, but I'm like, my age group isn't watching this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, what am I doing? Well, life has changed so much since the, you know, since Al Gore invented the internet. Yes. <laughs> that, um, the interwebs. <laughs> that... You know, and it's just going to keep changing. Yeah. And you have to keep adapting and overcoming and figuring out what's next. But if you're agile and you can be comfortable and adapt and think forward or be a forward thinker, then you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, so many people my age are like, what is a podcast? And yeah. why do you have one? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, because I wanted to figure it out. Like, yeah. there, you can't use age as an excuse to not understand or know how um, technology is moving life forward. Yeah. Like, you can choose to not be a part of it and, like, no, I'm not doing that. I didn't grow up like that. I don't want it. No. Mm -hmm. But then, okay, then you're left behind. Yeah. There's so much out there. And, um, I mean, podcasts are really interesting, I think, because especially... I think it's great for people being home too because you can, you know, have it on and do things and I'm huge all about the multitasking. Yeah. As so many people are because my attention span isn't like lasered focused right. and locked in. Right. So I'm like, "Oh, I can listen to this, do this, do that, do this, do that." Right. It's part of the re- reason why I like Bravo. Right. Like I can have those shows on even though it drives your father mental. <laughs> yeah. Um, and get 10 other things done. Yeah. But I fear also secretly hope that the end of Bravo is near. I agree. I think, and the end of influencers. Yeah. That's. I heard a long time, not a long time ago, last summer that. (laughs) Decades ago. Years and years ago. (laughs) I heard that influencers are over and now it's uh, helpers. That's good. Yeah. So you're going to, instead of being gravitated towards the, you know, Kardashians of the world mm-hmm. who are showing you their fabulous life and making you wonder what's wrong with yours. Right. It's like, who can help and who do I want to be in my inner circle? Right. Even on social media, you know, of like, who do I want in my feed? Yeah. I mean, I personally only follow like things that are a bit uplifting or that are inspiring or like bring good news. Yeah. Your big like philanthropic stuff. Yeah. Inspirational stuff Mm -hmm. or funny stuff. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Like I, Anita Morajani is a woman that we saw speak at that Hay House thing. Oh yeah. Years ago at the Javits when we went. Which was cool because that made you quit your first job in New York City and get into what you really wanted to get into. Yeah. After going to that three-day seminar or whatever. And Anita was one of the people that we saw speak, and she wrote a book called Dying to Be Me. Mm -hmm. And she was basically dead. Like, Priest had said last rites over her riddled with cancer body. Yeah. She was above her body. She saw her mother and husband sitting over her body in her hospital room. Simultaneously, she could see her brother, who was in Tokyo, like, with his head in his hands, praying for her. And she had this experience, this near-death experience, 
where she spoke to what she believes was an angel or, you know, a superior being, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, your job isn't over. You're going to go back. You're going to be cancer free. And you, now you're on a mission. And your mission is to tell everybody that all they're supposed to be is themselves. Yeah. And so she woke up, opened her eyes. She had been unconscious for days. Wow. Opened her eyes, saw her doctor, the priest, her husband, and her mother, and she said, I'm fine. And within six weeks, she was completely cancer-free. Wow. And so now she writes this book, Dying to Be Me, and honestly, like, it is one of the greatest books I've ever read because it kind of clicked into place that, like, you don't have to be this perfect person. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, um, you know, have the cleanest house and the most well-behaved children and the stickers on the back of your car where they go to college and, mm-hmm. you know, everything else. You just have to be yourself and have fun because it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. So she's all about being like funny and lighthearted and having a good time and just really figuring out like who you are because who you are is your gift and what you're meant to be be in the world. Yeah. And if the world is a jigsaw puzzle and we are all pieces, if you're not who you're supposed to be, your piece doesn't fit and it incompletes the picture. Right. So everyone is supposed to be themselves. Yeah. And Un- not care. Unapologetically. Unapologetically yourself and not care what other people will think if you're not this or that. Yeah. Which is a great, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, another person that I love to follow because he's, his whole thing is that he's constantly telling people, don't care what your parents think. Mm -hmm. Because parents are so well-intentioned. They love their children so much. They just want them to be, you know, successful and happy and all these things. But at what cost? Like, oh, you need to go to law school. Right. You know, like no, I don't need to go to law school. Maybe I need to be a spear fisherman. Right. You know, I don't know. Like, and so a lot of times parents are, even though they love you the most, they're the number one problem. Yeah. But it's also people who think about what others think of them. People who care what other people think. And you can't. No. You can't. Um, my friend Jen going, shout out, um, told me so long ago this really funny story about this exchange that she witnessed in, I don't know where, where she was at a store or something. And this one woman was saying to this other woman, you know, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And she just looks at me and she goes, you don't pay my bills. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Perfect. You do you. <laughs> exactly. You don't pay my bills. It's so true. Yeah. And so while, you know, you do care about people um you can't care what they think about Mm -hmm. what you're doing and how you're living your life because that's your life yeah I've totally I think in my growing up have left that kind of care what other people think thing because when I was younger, I did care about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And like my outward appearance. And it brought you just stress. Yeah. And now like I totally beat to my own drum and live my life differently than others. I, I think all four of you do. Yeah, all of us do. And I think that's the best because you're just like, first of all, you're like, I'm doing me. And if you're on board, awesome. And if not, like, catch you later. Yeah. Then you're, you do you and I'll do me and all good. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, it's like, I'm genuinely happy for other people's success. Totally. Because that doesn't mean I'm not successful myself. No. I never understand that when people get so, like, jealous or anxious about, did you see what she did or he did? Because I'm like... That's awesome. Yeah. And when you're comfortable with yourself, then you're like comfortable to say that's so great. Exactly. And it's all about self-esteem. Yeah. 
and you want your friends to do well and the people around you and your family to do well. I want everybody to do well. Yeah. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to find success in whatever they're doing. Like, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it when someone does something totally out of the box mm-hmm. for what is expected. You mm-hmm. know, like, I just think that that's so brave. And I think we'll see more and more and more of that yeah. now. But, you know, the last 10 years when anyone started to do something yeah. that was different or, you know, out of the mold that they were brought up in, like, yeah, go for yeah. it. Like even people who just go out on a venture and like say they start a catering business or start a jewelry thing, like go get them. Yeah. Everyone be happy. Yeah. And I think maybe this is um, a time where everyone can see that. Yeah. You know, we've had to slow down so much and pause that, um, I don't know, maybe that'll be the norm now. Which would be awesome. Yes. I just hope New York City gets back soon. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with New York City because it's... is Oh, freaking fly. Is it ever going to be the same? Because, first of all, everyone knows now you don't need to pay the exorbitant rent of an office building to have your employees produce. Mm-hmm. They can do it from home with their, a computer and a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So, like what's going to become of office buildings. Yeah. I mean, office buildings, I don't know. I feel like there's, there will be a need to meet and gather, even if it's less times a week. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Meeting and gathering is, is so important. Um, I'm taking this class. I'm taking a couple classes right now, but one of the classes I'm taking here, Max, Um, one of the classes I'm taking is a heart math coherence certification. Yeah. And they, I I heard about it years ago. I saw Greg Braden, um, do a lecture in Florida and he was talking about how there is a coherence between your brain and your heart. Mm -hmm. And everyone thinks the brain controls the whole body, which of course it does, but the heart plays a significant role in that and obviously terms like lighthearted brokenhearted you know like all these things affect you in a physiological way mm-hmm. you know when you're brokenhearted you feel it right when you are lighthearted you feel it um all through your body mm-hmm. and they're saying like there's a coherence when a group of people are gathering or together, like say in a church service or watching someone get married or, you know, a baptismal. Yeah. Um, but even like there's a coherence when the nation is involved and you're all watching the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or um, funny enough, he used the example, um, the finale of The Bachelor. Yeah. Like that's even something that. So they can, scientists can measure this coherence by measuring the, like, magnetic field that surrounds the earth. And so he's a scientist and a spiritualist. So Mm. I dig what he has to say. So he was saying that, like, after 9-11, our magnetic field that surrounds the earth has never been stronger Mm. because we were all on the same page. Yeah. We were all, like, banded together, human beings, um, collectively hurting for each other. Mm -hmm. And I can't... And while that... When that happens, when the magnetic field is super strong and powerful, there's less crime, um, like, all these things happen Mm. uh, that scientists can study yeah and prove and I can't think of a time in my entire life and certainly in yours where the magnetic field must be looking like Swiss cheese right now yeah because everyone is just so not together I know even though they say we're all in this together it doesn't feel like it no no it doesn't and And anyone, I don't care if you're left or right, if you're 
blindly left or blindly right, you have to be kidding yourself mm-hmm. because there's not all bad on either side. And it's not black and white. It's not. It's very, very, you know, people feel all different ways. And 33 million Americans plus are unemployed right now. Like there's people dealing with so much and it's, uh, you know, and still there are, you know, idiots on both sides for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like, you know what I want to, I feel like willing Donald Trump to fail is like wanting the captain of your plane to crash. I agree. Like, why can't... Like, there's there's a thing called the home team advantage when you were playing sports in school, and you'd go to another school, and you could feel like, damn, they hate us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a home field advantage where that counts. Yeah. That energetically counts. And when so many people are against you, you got to feel that. I mean, I don't know if he feels it because he seems... <laughs> a little aloof with that. <laughs> I know. But I agree. I mean, he's the commander-in-chief, and there still has to be a respect and a level of, like... Well, the fact of the matter is that the United States of America voted and got a realtor-slash-game show host yeah. to be their president. Yeah. And... So that's who he is. He has not changed the Donald. We were saying if it's going to be celebrities here on out, maybe The yeah, Rock I will think be next. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mark Cuban. Yeah. I'm down. I mean, my first and foremost is Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, she's Because great. if you're going to be commander-in-chief, you should have um, some experience in the armed forces or change the, the title. Yeah. You know? Because clearly that's not all it is. Yeah, I don't know when this was. I think it was when Trump was elected the first round. But they were talking about having more, like, breaking what it is now and having, like, an awesome committee. Because obviously everyone has their strengths and weaknesses, right? right? So Trump might be a good business person or a good deal maker, but he's not good with, you know, <laughs> speaking to human beings, <laughs> anything else, <laughs> healthcare or anything like, you know, and so why don't you have the experts in these each areas like lead that and have more of a committee of like brilliant minds? Well, they're supposed to do that with yeah, their they cabinets, are. you know, they are, but it doesn't work out that way. And it's so like political to yeah. say, um, yeah. But I don't know. I And every single president, not him, not just him, yeah. every single one, even Obama, yeah. you know, got people in that they wanted to get in. Yeah. It wasn't for the greater good. It was like... Totally. All right. Well, I'll do this for you. You do that for me. You know, that's the way it was in the past. And maybe moving forward, it won't be like that. Yeah. I know. I just think there's like such good leaders in other places, like... I don't know. There's great leaders of like the well, Navy SEALs or yeah. like different things. But it's all so different. Yeah. Because you can get, you know, the head of the Navy SEALs to be the president and he's not going to understand. Right. You know, this over here. Right. Like, That's the thing. It's like everyone has their strengths, but how can you find such a as, eclectic, as Taft says, a well-rounded individual <laughs> who can do it. I know. It's a really tough job and I... I mean, I don't care if it's Barack, well. That's why if awesome it's people don't or if run. it's Donald, like it's tough. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and you know, honestly, like I'm not a political person um, in you know on this podcast or on social media at all. But yeah. like, I don't know. It just seems like let's use some common sense moving forward. Common sense ain't so common. It ain't so common. That's supposed to be your next show. <laughs> common sense ain't so common with Jen Kesten. <laughs> but I think that's true. I think we need more of that. And uh, especially like on the networks and what people are 
listening to and reading and seeing because yeah, there's just so much. So um, for those who don't know, what what do you do? I am the director of branded content at Brute, and Brute is a digital video publisher that is basically a global media organization that started in France and has big presence in the U.S. and India and other parts of the world. And um, I deal with a lot of our branded partnerships, and, you know, we did a great thing with Global Citizen. Yeah, so that was awesome. Talk about that. Yeah, so Global Citizen, um, I got introduced to when I worked for Soledad O'Brien. Shout out. Shout out, Soli. And um, I thought it was, like, such an amazing organization. They are working to end extreme poverty by 2030. And they're working with, like, the UN on the global goals for, you know, keeping the environment healthy and all these different issues. Um, Because, essentially, by eradicating poverty, you fix so many systems, whether it's education, healthcare, women and girls. Like, it's all connected. Sure. So, um, I mean, ending hunger, you do that, you know, and that's part of it. Yeah. So, and I'm always drawn to like solutions driven kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got involved in that. And then, you know, when I joined Brute, I thought, you know, we are this huge media on social, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snap, on the social platforms, and I thought, why don't we become a social media partner to Global Citizen because they have great goals and great initiatives, but they aren't blasting it out to the millions of millennials and Gen Z that Brute reaches. Mm -hmm. So we did, and um, we were a part of their global broadcast in April around Earth Day um, called One World Together at Home. That was awesome. So cool. Um, and that was a bunch of artist performances, Lady Gaga, the Rolling Stones, huge, huge names. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a few pieces of inspiring, like, coronavirus stories. And Brute had six pieces of content in the show, uh, which was cool. They had, like, three-minute pieces interspersed. And... Um, they were all just kind of global stories that were uplifting or providing a solution to what's going on. So there was one about like healthcare workers around the world and what people were doing, you know, at nighttime in France, at nighttime in the U.S. and yeah, all of that. Um, and then there was others like Invisible Hands, which was an organization that would go shop for the elderly and bring them their groceries. Oh, yeah. So I was always drawn and still am to those kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. And I don't really focus on the Trump press briefing so much because I just, it's so important to stay informed and it's so important to know, you know, what the CDC is saying and what's going on. But I think that it's looking at those helpers and looking at the people who are making a difference. Focus on the positive. Yeah. And, like, that's why I love John Krasinski's Good News Network. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's like... Makes me ball my eyes out this weekly. Is, this is what people need. And if you have this... And look how much we are actually connected. Yeah. No matter what you vote, you know, it's still... You're a human being. Yeah. And we are all human beings. And we are all connected. Yeah. And we have to find that common ground again and get rid of this but you do this, this, and this, and I don't, you know, right. like, but what do we both do? We both want, and why we started, you be you and I'll be me. Like, we all want our families to be healthy and happy. Everyone wants the same things, essentially, and that's why Brute is so cool, too, because people in India want the same things as people in France, as people in the UK, as people in the US, because it's all human empathy. We're all going through the same stuff. We all want to do well at work, to provide for our families, to educate ourselves, to, you know, yeah, do all the same things. And it's the same. Have a meaningful life. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you pray to someone else or you're this color or that color. Like, we all want the same thing. Yeah. And that's why I also think that documentaries are so great is because, like, the hero's journey same thing doesn't matter where you are everyone relates to that yep 
So it's like, and I think that's my goal. I definitely want to do more documentaries as my career goes on. Um, but I think that, you know, it's finding those things that connect to everyone. Yeah, connect us all. Yeah. I agree. I know. <laughs> Excuse me. What else did I want to say to you? There was something else I wanted to talk about. Mm. Well, I'm sad that you're not back living with us full time because there's nobody um, that says, hey, it's three o'clock. Do you want to have a rosé? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm always down for that. I know. I think that uh, it's been like this weird, like the longest worst vacation I've ever been on. Yeah. You know? I said we have to stop saying unprecedented times and yeah. open the rosé at three because pretty soon... It's not happening. We're going to look the, like the guy on the jet ski in Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King, that was like a year ago. Yeah. I mean, this period feels like it's lasted a year. I feel like we've lost time. I know. You know, it's like it's Memorial Day weekend next week. Like, what? I know. I feel like it should still be February because it's just so weird. I know. And turning 30 this year, I'm like, mm, can I turn 30 next year? Yeah. Is <laughs> 2020's canceled. 2020's canceled. <laughs> Seriously. It's so weird. But hopefully we're coming out of this soon. And everyone try to stay, you know, upbeat, positive. Stay positive. Stay healthy, you know, exercise, blah, blah, blah. But it's true. Like, you know, all the people that are putting out content for free or, you know, for a nominal fee of like, all right, do this workout online. It's not ideal. Yeah. But it's still better than not, you know, still better than nothing. Yeah. Everyone misses the gym and the classes. And And I think, too, back to the beginning of the podcast, mental health, like what you do with yoga and Reiki and all of those things is, is going to be so needed. Oh, I feel like I've, I've been training for, for this. Yeah. For, for years. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I've been doing all of these, learning all these modalities um, for the last 20 years and everyone's like, oh, nice. That's good. I'm like, I can be a 20 year overnight success when this is over because I know how to remain chill. Yeah. And it's not easy, and I can't imagine if I didn't have all of the modalities that I have in my back pocket. Like, Mm -hmm. what are people who are, like, filled with anxiety, how are they doing? Are you okay? You know? Yeah. No, and a lot of people aren't okay. And it's like, you just have to recognize that and do the things that make you feel better. Whether it's and reach out for help if you need help. You know, like yeah. everyone knows, I say this to people all the time, like you know how good it makes you feel mm-hmm. when you can help someone, when someone asks you for help and you can help them. It's like the best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. So don't rob someone else of feeling that way. If you need help, like ask someone because it would make them feel amazing to help you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I was even thinking, like, during this, you know, with people losing jobs and everything else going on, it's like, offer to, like, help with a resume or connect someone if you have a great network and just everyone can help each other and do something. Yeah. Everyone's got a gift that, you know, what is it? Yeah. Can you, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Everyone's got their thing. That can benefit someone else. Mm-hmm. And now's the time to band together and help each other. Faux show. Because I don't want to say we're all in this together, but... Don't say it. I won't. Because <laughs> we're not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> With the uh, Gary Gennetti yeah. post. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. um, we won't talk about that, but you can check it out if you want to. Gary Gennetti. Um but yeah, it's, it's all good. It's hopefully getting better. Um, I mean, there is a thing right now where, you know, obviously some people are getting so fed up with wearing their masks and whatever, just wear your mask. 
Yeah. You know, just wear the mask. If you're outside, I don't feel like you should have to wear your mask. If you're walking outside, Mm -hmm. you know, away from everybody else. Yeah. But obviously, if you're going into a store, you still should wear your mask. Yeah. And if you feel like it's super scary still, then you should, you know, stay in place at your house. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why it's okay to go to Target um, with a hundred other people, but not go to like a local mom and pop Mm -hmm. that still can't be opened because they could monitor things so much easier and better than a Target. Like I'd rather go into a store in Main Street that has two people in it at a time where they're wiping off the doorknobs and everything else every five minutes than into a box store with a hundred other people. Yeah. I don't understand how that's keeping people healthy. No. I don't get it. No, everything has to open soon and just have people be mindful. Yeah. We can do that, can't we? Be mindful. And aware. Um... It's the Kesnicks are all aware to a fault. Yeah, it's the worst. (laughs) Dad's like, did that person not know my personal space? (laughs) It's a blessing and a curse because everyone's super aware to the point where everyone like annoys the shit out of them. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like, geez, sorry. Like nothing like being on a plane with dad. Yeah. (laughs) Do you see that guy? I'm gonna kill him. Like, oh geez. His arm is on my arm. Don't touch me. I know. He's crazy. But, yeah. I know. Well, everyone, I hope that you are doing well. And if you're freaking out or having anxiety or anything like that, um, you can DM me and I will help you. That's my specialty. Uh, Feeling better. That's, I think, is... because. Everybody wants to feel better. That's also a collective human thing that we have. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone wants to feel better than they already do in some way. Totally. You know, physically, emotionally, whatever. Um, So, thanks for... So, DM Jen Kez for the answers. Yeah, JF Kez on uh, Instagram. Because she got them. I don't got all of them, but (laughs) it's a start. (laughs) Um, all right, Bethy, thanks for coming on again. And your brother said he'd come back next week. Oh, lucky you. So we'll do another one next week. And all right, everyone, stay safe out there. Peace. <laughs>